everybody. Thanks for tuning in today for a new installment of Figuring Our Four. We are excited that you're here. Glad you're here. Absolutely. And today's topic, this one is a little bit more serious. Um, we're talking about forgiveness today. And if you remember last week, we um, told you that we're going through this study with a church group. And we're just kind of sharing with y'all what we're sharing with them. So tonight, or today, today. we're going to talk about the topic of forgiveness. So, are you ready to get started? Sounds good. All right, let's do that. Hey, we're Jimmy and Shannon McElrath. And we're in our 22nd year of marriage. And while we certainly don't know it all. And we're still learning. Here's a few things we figured out along the way. This podcast is all about helping families go further. So each one is going to focus on a couple of ideas centered around an important topic. These ideas have helped us improve, and we want to share them with you. Hey, everybody. Welcome to week number three for Reengage. Uh, tonight's topic is about forgiveness. And let me just start off on a light note saying that I feel like I always need forgiveness because I talk too much. I just do. We talked about that last week a little bit. Um, I tend to say a little bit too much. For instance, I do remember one time... And I think I might have shared this before, but um, we were going to celebrate your mom's birthday. It was a surprise birthday party. Nobody needs to know about it. We were driving to Warner Robins that night, I think. I think so. So that morning, we called her, and we were, like, singing happy birthday on the phone. And right before we got off the phone, right before we said goodbye, I said, we'll see you tonight. And then we hung up. And as soon as I did that, and as soon as we hung up, I was like, oh, I did it yeah. again. So never tell Jimmy anything don't, you don't want anyone else to do. Don't, don't tell me. I, I'm not very good with secrets, that kind of stuff. Man, I just let it slip. But I was like, oh, my gosh, Shannon is going to be so mad, right? But I forgave you. You forgave me. That's right. <laughs> it was okay. Um, those are some of the lighter experiences that we have that we need forgiveness for, right? But on a more serious note, though, um, a few disclaimers as we jump into tonight's topic of forgiveness. This can actually be one of the most difficult issues to deal with in marriage, okay? And many of us, as we approach this topic, we may be even asking ourselves if we'll ever be able to forgive the other person. Or maybe we've done something and we wonder if I can ever be forgiven for it. Um, we also tend to think about forgiveness as only as something that we extend to the other person who has committed the offense instead of something that we can actually give to ourselves, right? Confession and forgiveness are so important to help us move forward, but also it's helpful to help uh, that we can release the burden that we tend to want to carry around with us sometimes. And the topic of forgiveness can be difficult for two types of people. One is the victim, where they kind of feel like the other person might not deserve forgiveness. You know, they might not want to hear about this because that other person, I just don't know that they deserve it just yet. And then the other person that this can be difficult for is the offender. It's the one who needs to ask for forgiveness, but they don't because they feel like, you know what, it really wasn't that bad. Like, they just need to move on, right? Or maybe they're just too prideful um, and don't want to really confess. Well, Jesus had a lot to say about forgiveness, of course. He lived a life of forgiveness um, to forgive us of our sins. But one time he actually taught on this topic of forgiveness, and we want to share that with you real quick. So let's look at the parable of the unmerciful servant. And Shannon's going to read through this, and then we're going to talk about it a little bit. So let's look at Matthew chapter 18, starting in verse 20, 21. And that says, Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. Yeah, so 
Jesus is saying, look, Peter, don't keep track. Let's not keep score when it comes to forgiveness, right? Peter asked how many, and Jesus answers them, but he ultimately, he doesn't really want Peter to know how many, but he wants him to really understand the why behind the forgiveness, right? Okay, so next verse, 23. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. Yeah, so 10,000 talents in today's time. A lot of different people have many different ways of looking at this. They don't really know how to quantify this, but it might be anywhere in the millions to some people even say it could be like billions. One guy said it was like $6 billion that this guy owed. It's crazy. So this guy, he begs for mercy. He begs for a payment plan, right? There is really, there's no way out for this guy. The debt is too high. He is going to end up, it's a life sentence. Like he's going to end up his life in prison and separated from his family, okay? So look at the next verse in verse 26. At this, the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt, and let him go. Yeah, so imagine how the listeners probably felt when Jesus was telling this story, right? This guy, he, had, he goes from a life sentence to being set free, okay? He asked for a payment plan, and he gets a clean slate. Like, this is a big deal. Think, think about this as it relates to your own life. Like, the biggest debt that you probably owe that I know that we owe is for our house payment, okay? So imagine calling the mortgage company, and they're like, you know what? Don't even worry about it anymore. Like, just live, just enjoy your house, right? Suddenly you have all that debt that's forgiven you. And then you decide to walk over to your neighbor because he owes you five bucks. That's kind of what happens in this story. He gets really upset with somebody that owes him money. Look at verse 28. But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, be patient with me and I will pay it back. Yeah, so this is the exact same language that was used before, okay? This guy, he owes, this guy, he owes about a third of a year's wages, which is significant, okay? He owes him a lot of money, but it's not anywhere near a million or a billion dollars or whatever that was forgiven by the other guy. So the question is, okay, how will the first servant now respond to this guy? request, right? Okay, so last little bit, and this is a lot of verses, this is five verses, uh, verse 30, okay? But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were outraged and went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said, I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all that he owed. This is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. Man, that's that's a pretty powerful verse. This is how my heavenly father will treat us if we choose to withhold forgiveness. So back to the story, the exact same request is being asked, right? But the servant whose massive debt was repaid, he turns around and he throws this other guy into prison for what he owed. And since we all know what happened to the first servant, we're asking, how in the world does he not forgive? Like, how dare he not forgive? We're actually angry at this guy for not forgiving, right? So the point of the story, okay, so the point is this. We are the unmerciful servant because we have been forgiven everything. 
And Jesus is like, Jesus is basically telling this story like, if you just will begin to understand, if you will just be amazed by how much you're forgiven, then we should be able to extend forgiveness to others, right? Instead of asking like, how could we ever forgive them? No, no, no. The question should be, how could we not forgive them, right? We have to remember that we have a debt to God in our sinfulness that we can't pay. There's no way to pay it, right? We are guilty, but Christ forgives us completely. And when we remember that, it's crazy to think, it's crazy to think that we have the audacity not to forgive, right? To not forgive our spouse or even withhold forgiveness because maybe, maybe they need to think about it a little bit more, right? Or maybe I'm just not ready yet. No, no, no. God commands us to forgive each other. And that only makes sense. Again, it only makes sense in light of his forgiveness. Colossians 3.13 says, forgive as the Lord forgave you. This is one of those teachings that just doesn't make sense to the rest of the world, okay? It's different. And it only makes sense in light of the gospel. When we forgive and when we are forgiven by our spouse, it helps us understand the nature of God's forgiveness. And it helps us showcase God's forgiveness. Okay, so let's start off by talking about what forgiveness is not. If you've got your notes tonight, go ahead and pull these out. Yeah. And you know what? We're going to run through these kind of fast, and we don't have one, two, three, four, and five. So just jot some notes in between there, and um, I'll try to put them up on the video. But um, anyway, just try to keep up with us. Here we go. Number one, what forgiveness is not. It's not letting them off the hook. Okay, it can be actually very lovingly uh, loving to let them experience consequences. You know, forgiving doesn't necessarily mean that they shouldn't have to pay the penalty for what they did um, for something. But it doesn't mean, but it also doesn't mean that we get to look for retribution either. Like I remember getting speeding tickets, like a lot of speeding tickets. And dad forgave me when I got a speeding ticket, but he didn't pay for my ticket. Like I was still held responsible for that. He didn't bail me out either. So number one, it's not letting them off the hook. Number two. Um, it's not an instant conferral of trust. Um, trust is something that's built over time. Like, I can forgive you, but I don't have to pretend that it didn't happen. Right. Um, and that I'm not going to be able to immediately trust you in that area, necessarily. Right. And that leads to the next one, number three. Um, forgiveness is also not forgetting. Again, it's not necessarily always forgive and forget. It's not always that easy. And that's okay. It takes time to earn trust again. Yeah, it takes takes a lot of time. Number four. Forgiveness is not always a feeling. Like, we don't wait until we feel like it to offer forgiveness. If that happens, like, we may never feel like it. We may never forgive. We can't go on feelings. We can't go on feelings a lot of times because our feelings are jacked up. Like, I think about dinner. Like, I may feel like going to dinner here tonight, but then tomorrow I may, like, never want to, like, I may never feel like going to dinner at that place again. Like, feelings kind of come and go, and they're different. But we can't wait for a feeling. We are forgiving and we forgive others because we're commanded to do so, not necessarily because we feel like it. Point number five. And number five is forgiveness is not always just about the other person. Forgiveness is also about you and about God. And one of the reasons we bring this up is because you're miserable when you don't forgive. So forgiveness is like a gift that you can give yourself. Absolutely. Okay, now let's talk about what forgiveness is. Number one, it's giving up the perceived right to get even. Okay, the debt, remember, the debt has been canceled. And forgiving your spouse means I don't get to do something to hurt you in return. And you don't have any right to say anything about it. Like, it's not that kind of attitude. We're not looking to get even. We are erasing debts, okay? So that leads to point number two. Point number two is agreeing not to hold it over their heads. 
Romans 12:18 says, do all you can to live in peace with everyone. And I think we said this a few weeks ago, but it's not trying to hold it over their heads or to keep one person over the other as though we're trying to keep score. If we keep score, then that means somebody is winning and somebody is losing, right? And if we hold it over their head, who gets to say when enough is enough? Like, where is that line? Like, when do I ever measure up then, right? All right, and point number three is? Forgiveness is trying to move ahead with the relationship. Um, Working hard to remind yourself that you have forgiven them regardless of whether or not you feel like it. Because I'm committed to this relationship, I'm going to try to move forward. And the beauty of all this is that we get to show God's grace in a tangible way. We can read about how God loves us and forgives us. We can hear stories about it. Mm -hmm. But when we choose to forgive each other, it's a living example of how God responds to us and how he wraps his arms around us. Right. Okay, so why is this so important to talk about forgiveness tonight? Well, number one is that forgiveness is a command and it's not optional. Like, Christ doesn't say that we get to really choose whether or not we want to forgive, right? I mean, like, where's that verse? It's, it's not in there. But that still doesn't stop people from acting like there are qualifiers for it, right? It, that People will talk to me and say, yeah, but preacher, let me tell you a few things. Like, let me tell you what they did. You know what? It doesn't mean that you're not working towards forgiveness for the other person. Like, I can forgive that other person because it's commanded in Scripture, but also I want the peace that comes from being willing to let that go. Okay, Um, number two is that... Forgiveness is one of the ways that we move towards oneness. Our desire is to be more Christ-like, right? And one of the great ways of making that happen is by forgiving. Uh, The closer we move to being like Christ, the closer we will move together. Right. It's it's like that triangle thing. The closer we are growing to Christ, the only thing that happens is that we grow closer together. And then the third part of this is true intimacy. And one of the things that we read about in our study uh, this week is that true intimacy is being fully known and fully accepted, right? And that's what we're after. To have that type of relationship with God where he knows everything about me and he loves me and he accepts me anyway. That's that's the beauty of that relationship, right? That's, that's the kind of relationship that we want to have together as well, to be fully known, to be fully accepted, and to be fully loved. You know, the gospel message is all about the fact that you're more messed up than you could ever imagine, right? But guess what? God knows it all. Like, he knows everything. You have been completely found out with God. And you are more accepted than you ever hoped you would ever be. And this great gift, this incredible forgiveness that we receive from God, it demands that we give that kind of forgiveness to our spouse. All right, let's finish this off with some tips on forgiveness and confession, okay? So why don't you give us point number one, first tip. Point number one is um, pray. Make sure you have searched your heart and ask the Spirit to point out things you need to ask for forgiveness for. And also give you humility in asking and giving forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Remember, we talked about last week, we said that you have incredible support through the Holy Spirit. Right. And also, you want to deal with one issue at a time. So no general blanket statements, no general I'm sorry's. You ask for forgiveness and deal with forgiveness one issue at a time. Right, right, right. So don't be vague. Like, don't try to hide anything. Uh, Let's be specific about the area. Um, And then, you know what? Let's switch gears for a minute. And let's talk about some tips about confession for just a minute. Because maybe you've got something that you need to ask for forgiveness, right? Maybe even as we're talking about this, use this time to think about something that you struggle with. Maybe 
it's an addiction to something. Maybe it's something in particular that you might have said or that you continue to say um, that's just wrong. Like, what is the struggle maybe that you need to confess? Let, let me give you a couple of tips. Number three is this. The offender explores the concerns on this issue. And here's what I mean by that. I want you to talk about it. Talk about the issue and ask for forgiveness. But in that time of talking about it, just pause and say, I'd love to hear from you about how I've hurt you, like how I've disappointed. How did that make you feel? You know, when you do this, it really keeps you asking for forgiveness. It keeps it from being cheap. You know, it's good to come at this from the idea of helping me understand as the offender how this might have hurt you. And this helps you maintain, like you were saying earlier, it helps you maintain humility through the process. Another point for the offender is that the offender should make a commitment to change their action and their attitudes. And, and that means this, like what can I do to make sure that this doesn't happen again so that I don't offend you again? And sometimes it's, let, let me give you a couple of points of what we can do sometimes with this. Um, one of the things we can do is just cut off the access to temptation, whatever that may be. You know, we heard a testimony one time of a guy that really struggled with pornography. And he said, you know what, when it went for a time uh, when he went to get a new phone um, because his contract was up, he actually asked for a flip phone. He was like, I can't believe they still make these, but they do. And he got a flip phone because he wanted to cut off the temptation, the access that he had. Now, and when Jesus talked about this, you know, Jesus said, cut off your hand when it comes to temptation, if it's going to lead you astray. He didn't mean that literally, but figuratively sever those ties. Another thing you can do um, when it comes to this, making commitments to change, play that temptation all the way out. Okay, like in your mind, play it out. How does it end up? You know, this will help you make a commitment to change. If I keep down this path, if I keep saying these things, if I keep doing these things, it's not going to end well. Play it out in your mind. Where do you think you're heading with it? The third thing is to change who you're hanging out with. Listen, you show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Or maybe even change where you're hanging out. Like that may be a good way to make a commitment to make a change that needs to happen. And then another thing is this, maybe join a community group where needed, okay? There are specific groups that can help with specific situations, okay? Let me give one other point for the offender. The offender should probably wait for another time if not given the invite to share more about their frustrations, okay? So when you're asking, here's what I mean by that. When you're asking for forgiveness and you realize that you've done something that has damaged the relationship, Here's what you do. Listen. Do a lot of listening. And it may not be time for you to give your side of the story just yet. And that's okay. Let it breathe a little bit. Come back to it later. The most important part is getting to that point of forgiveness. Now, let me ask you this. Okay, so that's the, the confessor, okay? What if you're the person who is being asked to forgive? Like, what if you're the victim? of this and somebody is coming, your spouse is coming to you asking for forgiveness, what are some tips for you? So first, um, you want to create a safe space. And this can be difficult to do, but it's important to do because you want your spouse to be able to come to you. So you have to be willing to listen to the confession in humility and thank them for sharing. Um, one of the things that will help us create a safe place is to remember that it takes courage sometimes to ask for forgiveness. And also, you want to be on the same team against sin. There is an enemy, and the enemy is not your spouse. Right. In 1 Peter 5, 8, it says, Satan roams around like a lion, and marriage is high on his list. Absolutely. That's so good. Listen, 
We've given you a lot to think about when it comes to forgiveness and confession. This is such an important topic, um, something that we really have to be reminded of a lot, something that we have to practice a lot. And guess what? It's the same when it comes to our relationship with God. God has forgiven us so much, and He continues to forgive us every time we fail. And I don't know about you, but I mess up a lot, right? It's nice to know that I'm in a relationship with God where I'm forgiven. It's nice to know that I'm in a relationship with Shannon where we're continually learning what forgiveness is and what it's not, how to ask for forgiveness, and how to give forgiveness. And at the end of the day, I'm going to forgive her, and she's going to forgive me because it doesn't help when we hold on to grudges. It only, helps, it only hurts me in the long run when I do that. And because most of all, because most of all, Jesus has forgiven me, and I'm called to forgive. So listen, I hope this helps. We're going to turn it over to your group leaders now, and we'll see you next week. All right, we're ready. Okay, go. We're rolling. And cut. Way to go.